Welcome to Off Market, a look at the Perth property market from the people who are working in the trenches. Join me, Shane Beaumont, Ross Hunter, and a special guest each fortnight as we dissect the latest property news and break down what's really happening in the different pockets of Perth. If you'd rather watch, you can find us on our Facebook page at Crib Creative Perth. Enjoy. Market, the show where we cut through the BS and we break down the Perth property market and everything that's going on. Welcome back, Shane Ross. Shane Ross. Shane Ross. Shane Ross. I was looking at Anna. Uh, I called Shane Sean three times yesterday and I was. Whoa! <laughs> Not to my face. This anyway, no, I was to your face. I was going short. I'm just uh, so used to it, I've come into anyway. that. So. Anyway. Anyway. Come on, I'm pointing. Or as Italians talking. call me, Shine. Shine. <laughs> Shine there. Shine there. We're here. Yeah. We've got. Um, the most incredible location for you guys today. Amazing. We've turned it on once again. Norrup and Wilson hosting us at the precinct in Applecross. We're up in their incredible Sky Lounge. I actually caught up with Dave Wilson, one of the uh, directors of Norrup and Wilson earlier today. He talked me through some of the technology and what's going on here. So we're going to quickly take a little tour. Dave, we're sitting in such an incredible space. You're sitting on an iconic location here. Tell me about some your two main design considerations when you're putting this project together. I think if you're breaking into two considerations, you'd have to focus on uh, design and then also in terms of amenity and, and, uh, and use. So from a design perspective, we try to break the norm. We really design for owner-occupiers. Um, we push the boundaries in terms of um, the quality and the technology within the building um, to make it a standout development. We wanted to put in facilities that was different to everybody else. Tell me the most surprising facilities in the building. Uh, probably I'd have to say the uh, CrossFit area. Um, that's uh, probably a, a unique facility. Um, dumbwaiter, so you can get food delivered to your floor and you can walk out with little bunny slippers and get, <laughs> your, get your takeaways. Amazing. Uh, heated pools and, and all the facilities that you ordinarily expect. Um, and uh, of course I've got the, uh, the big boys room and the little boys room. The little boys room's got a creche with all the TVs and all the things you can watch Moana and everything else. Uh, and the big boys room is, um, you know, got a pool table, air hockey table, foosball, uh, and uh, a theatre room that's got a PS4. Unbelievable, you never have to leave. It's like being at Crown Resort every day. Tell me, you have five-star green accreditation here. What are some of the key features that helped you get that accreditation on top of everything else? Designing to five-star green star is quite a challenge um, mm. for apartments. Uh, we've got uh, regeneration drives on the lifts. Um, so as they drop down uh, um, the lift shaft, they generate power, much like Tesla wow. engines do. <laughs> what really makes a standout building um, is all the little details um, that help reduce the ongoing costs uh, long into the future. Obviously, you've got an incredible team behind you. Dave Wilson, Nora and Wilson, thank you for having us at the precinct today. I'm gonna go and check out some of the facilities. Cool. Tell you what, sport for locations. You forget where you are here. Yeah. I know. It's right. nice, isn't it? Well, we've got our back to the incredible view, but that's all right. Pool table over there, wine fridges over there. What's the point of the wine fridge? There's no wine here, Jeff. Later. Later. I Later. struggle enough to keep you two under control. So, right. we're going to go straight into it. Yep. Roscoe, happy birthday from me, not getting a present this year, because we're bringing back off under the hammer. Happy birthday. He lobbied. He lobbied. <laughs> the lobby. What do you mean we bring back the hammer? The hammer's always been there. Now, I, says I, I do want to see. Chris, I do want to see when we introduce this segment, I want to see yeah. MC Hammer. It's Hammer time, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Copyright choose. Anyway, what? tell me, I hear you've been out and about. Tell me what happened on the weekend. Yes, have gavel, we'll travel. It's <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, 
<laughs> the golden gavel is wielding its power once again, Jess. A complete. This is uh, not really relevant. When was the last time you bought a new gavel? Um, about 20 something years ago. I thought so. Okay. Mate, it's, it's sort it of a superstitious thing, you know? <laughs> is it asbestos? Is it? No, mate, it's, 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 it's not quite asbestos. Okay. I've got two. I've got it. You've got the hammer, you've got the. Mask I've actually on. got a golden one. I'll bring it in next okay. week. Please do. Yeah, it's like it. Austin Powers, you know, gold member. All right, all right. Tell me about the weekend. Okay. Anyway, so yes, we um, pre post COVID, we're back out there. First one off the blocks. Dare I say it was for our old mate Husey. Um, yeah, well, he calls everybody old mate, doesn't he? So Does, old yeah. mate Husey. Um, property in Trigg. Um, the house was well and truly past its use by date. Um, beautiful location, north facing, next to A class reserve, never be built out, so northwest orientation. Um, you know, everybody's questioning what's the market going to do, etc. Certainly at that level. Turned up the auction, 120 odd people there, maybe mm. some more. Wow. Um, All social distancing, I hope. Um, social distancing mm. was well and truly on point. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, and anyway, we, we get the bidding going and it sold under the hammer for $2,580,000 mm. for an 800 square metre single residential block, which equates to $3,100 a square metre um, in, in Trig mm. is. Uh, Incredible as well. It, it phenomenal. How far Huge. back from the actual coastline was it? Um, so it's it's in what was probably a lot of people probably know it's Conto what used to be Contosia. Yep. You know, sort of back in that part there. Okay. So it was West Coast Drive, and then you, the great thing about it is you don't cop all the noise from West Coast yeah. Drive. Is that trick so not Scarborough? Just there. to say there. On, That's trick. Yeah. Oh, that, I thought um, that was Scarborough. We're seeing some of those north-facing lots in from Marine yeah. Parade, the Esplanade, yeah. or whatever it may be. Mate, they're premium because they're premium. They're premium. You just don't get that wind because. Yeah, everybody for years said, "Look, we want the ocean yeah. facing block and so forth." Until you but get there, until you get there, then you can't. There's the livability yeah. factor is so low. Amazing. So north facing yeah. with a with a west orientation is just premium. Yeah. Hence why we write it in the write up. But if it's not that, if it's south facing, we just don't mention it. No, we just don't mention it. But 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 just, just industry before secrets. We, before we go off the oxygen, we are going to talk about um, open negotiation. One of the things I do want to talk about is um, obviously being an auction sort of um, advocate as I am. And there's a lot of people talk about open negotiation versus mm -hmm. you know traditional auction, and they say, "I, oh, how do you know you've reached maximum and so forth with an mm -hmm. auction? If somebody bid to a million dollars and you know, and the next bidder may that person may have bid 1.1 or 1.2, but nobody else bid and all the rest of it. Whereas with um, open negotiation stuff, you might be able to get around mm -hmm. that because you've got conditional buyers mm -hmm. and stuff. But you know what? There's no perfect system. Mm -hmm. per, per, you know, perfect mm -hmm. doesn't exist. You go for what gives you the best result most of the time. Mm. You know, and this is a classic, a classic example where you have a property that's probably all the market feedback was well below that level. Mm -hmm. But on the day, you have people, everybody understands most properties sell at an emotional value. Mm -hmm. You know, the emotional value of the property is a million dollars. But what we and what we saw the other day, which you don't get from other forms of sale, mm. you, you break through the emotional value and the, the, then you go into the ego level, mm -hmm. which is about you know, Shane versus me, I want it, mm. you want it, we mm. have a face off and you get that pump. And then like the other day, you get which is the premium, That's this is the, the point you get to where people go, that's sold for that. Mm. And we've had that result mm. from Trig, and that is the fear of lost money. Yeah. Mm. You know, and you don't get that fear of lost money unless mm. you've got the adrenaline running, you've got the human emotion mm. involved at that time. And, you know, it's, it's just, it frustrates me. It's so often it's not mm -hmm. discussed or people don't think it through. And that's why, you know, a lot of methodologies, mm. the properties are sold at an emotional value 
and they don't break through those mm. other barriers. And this is just a wonderful example mm -hmm. of how that works. You know, we've got two people yeah. valuing a property mm. within $50,000 of each other. Yeah. I think with, um, and I mentioned uh, to Jess, I spoke to Nikki Varga during the week. Yeah. Um, in an area that's tightly held where the buyers understand the value. Yeah. Uh, they're typically not first home buyers. No. So they've been through that process. Because yep. auction can, let's face it, it can be quite intimidating. Yeah. Um, but I think in an area like that where it's tightly held, people know the good value. And what I tend to find, the people that pay the most, like you say, they've missed out two or three. Mm. That's a really good system where first you go and tell your friend you're going to buy a property. Oh, COVID makes you put a low offer in, so you miss out. Next time you put an offer and you miss out, it's not to the third one you go, well, hang on, I'm not the only idiot here seeing yeah, value. Yeah. And you go through that process yeah. and that's with an emotional because you've missed out. Yeah. It's not how long you've been on the market as an owner, no. it's how long that buyer's been in the market chasing. Correct. So Willerton's a perfect example, grad school yeah. zone, um, where that works really well. So she's and getting Nikki, some great Nikki results. Nikki is using open negotiation yeah. as opposed yeah. to But I think if she, did, even if she didn't use, let's forget open negotiation, there's other port, whatever it may be, supply and demand wins, that's it. If you've got 60 of the same thing as only 10 buyers, well, you're going to struggle to sell under auction. Yeah. Um, but you've got the pepped up demand, you can do it. And, and you know, and the bottom line is, as an industry, our, our core value really is we work for the seller to maximise mm -hmm. their, their po you know, the best mm -hmm. possible return from them. Yeah. At the moment, I mean, there's fundamentally two types of markets we work in. There's a, there's a what I call a buyer versus buyer or a seller versus seller market. Mm. When we're in a when we're in a, a buyer versus buyer market like mm. we are at the moment, it means the pressures on the buyers to perf to compete against yeah. each other to move, you know, vertically upwards. Mm -hmm. So whilst we're in that environment, why wouldn't we do as much as possible to mm. pit people against each other mm. to get that as much vertical lift yeah, yeah. of the price as possible? Mm -hmm. Because yes, we all can value what a home's worth, mm. you know, the land's worth this, the house, the bricks and mortar mm -hmm. replacement, whatever. But the thing you can never value is is human emotion. Mm -hmm. and human ego and adrenaline. Yep. And you've got to put those things in the mix. And mm. right here, right now, mm. I look across the whole Perth landscape and I go, why aren't we mm. the auction capital of Australia right now? It's just, you know, mm. it, it just frustrates only, me. Yeah, 10, you make 000, a good case, Ross. You make 10, a good case. 10,300 properties on the market. Yeah. That's down. When we first started doing like this show, I think it was 16, 15, 16,000. Yeah. It's and low. Yeah, it's I very low. Say, look, okay. mate, if... If anyone wasn't converted to auctions, that was the speech to convert them. So well done. And it wasn't about that, but... Well done on yeah, the sermon. Yeah. It wasn't He's about back. that, but, you know... But here's my number. Preacher hunter. Pa power to the people, I say. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We're wrapping you up now. Go gavel. Well done. Go Under gavel. the hammer, back with a bang. <laughs> we'll travel with gavel. That's the best I've heard from you, to be honest. Um, all right. We are moving on. We're going to keep in the industry our little mm -hmm. segment that we introduced when we booted Under the Hammer. We're going to mm -hmm. keep them both. Yeah. Yep. Short and quick once again. We just want to really cover Rewa's push to abolish stamp duty. Mm -hmm. They're joining other states, calling for discussions to... Um, Discussions to commence mm. in WA to remove inefficient taxes like stamp duty. Um, and there was a recent report produced in New South Wales that called it an unfair and damaging tax. Mm -hmm. Very briefly, guys, what does this mean for the property market? Mm -hmm. Are we closer than we've ever been to seeing stamp duty given the boot? Um, okay, so Shane and I were talking about this off camera before. And I think one of the, look, stamp duty was supposed to go when GST came in. That was the deal. Okay, but it's still there. Is mm -hmm. it going to go? Probably not. There's too much money involved. Mm. But at the end of the day, it should go for no other reason. Look, I spent 15 years of my career, you know, in New Zealand. Mm -hmm. Now, New Zealand don't have stamp duty and they don't have capital gains tax. But forget CGT, just fo mm. focus on stamp duty. And by not having stamp duty, the volume of sales over there is probably three or four times what it is here because people can buy and sell mm. inside, out, in and out of real estate um, without that sort of hindrance of, of stamp duty. 
which blocks people's buying a property, mm. maybe doing it up and just trade it, or they buy a property maybe 12 months later sell because it, it doesn't work. Mm. And the biggest thing over there, and, and we all talk about, all the services that are put into play when a property you know, goes through that cycle is phenomenal. All the mm. trades and everything. Mm. Like you know, Damien Collins, who we had on the show the other week, mm. who put this article together, you know, they had a, a from Deloitte's, removal of stamp duty could lead to a 60% uplift in transactions, generating mm. an additional $1 billion to the WA economy. Mm. You know, it, it's, oh, it just flows on. It just flows white, on. white goods like furniture. It's not just the property transaction itself. Mm. It's the things you typically do. But I had a conversation with an owner the other last Wednesday night, I think it was, last week, and they were already getting hit really hard, had a big loss. And it's a shame we can handle that. But then for us to make the move to our next property, we've got this again. Mm. Um, so you're just getting hit, in essence, a couple of times. It mm. doesn't help, you know. That along with, I think, with established, uh, and we've spoken about this before, there's no first homeowner grant on established. Yeah. It's just, uh, all they need to do is increase that at least. Yeah. And things will start to flow again. First homeowners will start to buy again and they'll, yeah. they'll start to spend money. Well, we'll keep up the good fight. We'll try. Won't we? we can only but try. We can it. only try. We can yeah. only try. And Damien right. is definitely trying. I'll give him that. Oh, he's giving a good crack. He's, he? mm. he's yeah. doing his best. Yeah. Nice. That was the most succinct little episode we've ever well, had. Well, you only warned us about 40 yeah. times know, off camera. I know. Well done. Well done. Well, it's nice to know you listen because sometimes yeah. I think I just get <laughs> Anyway, yeah, all we right. Yeah, most of the time. <laughs> Real press, guys. We're mm. moving on. The Real press. Uh, this is where we just dissect the property headlines that everyone is talking about and we cannot let this week pass without talking about the sales bump that we've seen mm. in June. Um, we obviously saw some pretty remarkable results in Perth, especially across, well, including land sales, yep. land and established. Um, little excerpt from Perth now. New home sales rose across the country in June following the announcement of the federal mm -hmm. government's home builder program. WA recorded the biggest increase up 211%. Um, although they noted that it was from a very low base. Very low base. Very low base. Dwellings up 15%, land sales up 289%. Uh, top suburbs, Williton, which we mentioned. Mm. Girraween, Dudley Park, High Wycombe. Which is phenomenal, because they're not big suburbs. No, they're not. Yeah, I, was, not. I, was, um, I was wanting to ask you about those suburbs because I wondered Just read why. them again. Williton, Girraween, mm -hmm. Dudley Park and High Wycombe. Wow, that's a big spread. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Redbacks, the Redbacks. <laughs> um, well, I think the, the couple of things that stand out to me is that obviously you have, do have land as a part of that. Mm. Um, it's worth noting, sorry to be a bit dour, but it fell 36% the following week. Yes. So it went from 1,500, fell 36%. Um, with the land sales, so there's over 1,500 lots of land sell in June alone mm. Mm. compared to last year, mid 200s mm. for June. Mm. So. The fallover rate, what we're hearing and speaking to, and I'm sure you probably heard the same thing, speaking to land sales and new home sales people, I've heard numbers quoted from 50% to a third are falling over. Um, so it'd be really interesting when we get through this period to actually see what's stuck. Yeah. So um, just explain that because we talked about it a little bit off, yeah. off camera. Yeah. Explain the fallover and why that's so happening. So basically people go and put an offer in subject to finance, a lot of them going through a key start, um, which is a pretty, only a 2% savings through a key start. So not a big deposit, big mm -hmm. deposit required. But I think when the, it first was announced, it was a bit like JobKeeper, JobSeeker, all on the rush of what was going on. Yeah. Um, no and people were probably given the wrong information when they get the money. Mm -hmm. So you don't get it till pad down, we, we now understand, but even that's been limited what information is to the public. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people thought, oh, 55 grand, I can get that. And that is my deposit. Unfortunately, you get that ad pad, uh, pad down. So 
a lot of those are starting to filter out where they just don't have the money mm -hmm. or they haven't been long enough. They might have tax bills. The process is filtering through a lot yeah. of those. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. is there an issue you also mentioned vowels coming through? Yeah, vowels, um, and I was speaking again, one of Perth's best uh, new home salespeople, and he just said the vowel situation was tough before because you had 200 grand house on a 200 grand block down the street, there's one going for 370. Mm -hmm. But since then, rebates have come out um, in many circumstances from the builders and in the developments, they've actually gone up in price. Yeah. Um, so that alone, it's even tougher to get them to stack because there's no, no incentive on established, that's not going up. Mm. So the, the gap's getting bigger. So the fallover rate in that alone is gonna be pretty high, they think. Mm -hmm. Certain areas that will stack, but you mm. tend to find those areas, and we know which ones they are, where there's probably an oversupply, mm -hmm. certainly not like Williton. Um, that's yeah. the situation we're going to see. Yeah. yeah, it's funny because those four well, those four suburbs aren't those areas. No, no I, you, you couldn't. Yeah, I, I couldn't yeah. see any synergy why that would be. Yeah, the case. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, what would your uh, we, again? We were talking about this the other mm. day. If if you had a kind of a first home buyer coming to you, you'd mm -hmm. be steering them towards find something established, regardless of the fifty five. I mean, it depends on person's individual circumstance, obviously, but. I think I'd be saying to them, look, what's your plan? You've got to remember, this is not your last home, it's your first home. Mm. So I'd probably be saying, look, get into something that could ultimately become your first investment property. Mm -hmm. mm. Um, so in five years' time, what do you think this property, this landscape, where you're buying, Mr and Mrs Buyer, is going to be? Yeah. And yeah. if it means that you're going to be a five-year-old home and new stock coming to market, well, it's going to be more competitive. Mm. If you get the best area you can afford and you get a three-by-one or wherever that may be, you knock it down in five years and you've paid maybe 20 grand for the house. That makes mm. a lot of sense to me. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's, you know, first time buyer, the greatest bit of advice you can give them is don't buy emotion, mm. buy location. Mm. Yeah. I mean, we've got a, I've got an auction I'm doing tomorrow um, for our company in North Perth on Scarborough Beach Road. Um, and it's it's an old home, um, you know, really well kept mm. and you, know, you live in it beautifully, mm. but it's on a site with a high density zoning office mm -hmm. and yep. you know, apartments up top and so forth. But the, the the, the biggest buyer group looking at it are young couples, mm. um, you know, because they want to buy a location. They, yeah. they can't afford and they're not going to develop it. They know mm. exactly what Shane said. It's not their last home, it's their first home, but in five years when they want to move on, mm. you know, they're in, they can't afford North Perth proper, they can afford mm. this, but they're also sitting on a good asset, yeah. you know, as far as the development potential. So and I was, before this, I was speaking to James off air, and I think when we're talking about, if you're over east and you looked back to WA, and you say, I think we use Belmont as an example, or Lathlane, you look there, you'd think that must be the most oh, prime 100. real estate mm -hmm. in the state. Mm. But we've got, for whatever reason, it takes time for us to get through this. And over east, you know those suburbs that no one wanted to be, and now they're, they're Hollywood. Mm. Yeah. Um, I really think that's the wake-up call we need in some of these suburbs where rather than, if it's an R40 site, rather than putting eight apartments on it, do a bloody nice home. Mm. You know, like actually utilise and make the space because the closer you get to the city, yes, we understand it gets smaller, but in some of those suburbs um, where there's no supply of that new product, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. no. You know? Mm -hmm. No. All right. Excellent, guys. Thank you for that. We sounded reasonably intelligent. You did. Mm. It was great. I Re reasonably. That. Should probably edit it out. Yeah, I'd say so. That's all right. We're bringing our <laughs> guest on now. To, uh, okay. So we get some intelligence. Yes. Yeah, That's okay. right. Our guest for today's show um, is James Thompson from Berks Real Estate. Come on down. Thank you. James is. A specialist in the city of South Perth, residential market. Self-proclaimed. Um, Self-proclaimed. According to your mum, number one. Yes. According to your bio, consistently yeah. ranked top 1% of yeah. Australian agents. Wow. I wrote that too. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, here we are. Here we go. James, 
you're here for our hood highlight. We're here, mm. we're overlooking the beautiful city of South Perth. So we thought the perfect expert. Mm. Yeah, How spectacular. Tell us the hood highlight. Obviously, we're talking about markets within markets. We want to know what's going on in your little pocket of, of Perth. Mm -hmm. um, it's really an incredibly varied little area in terms of the types of dwellings there. Tell us what's going on, what's hot, what's not. Yeah, I think that's probably why it's always so popular. Um, you were talking about the, the highest volume of sales in the various suburbs mm. before, and Como's consistently on that list, often at the top. And it's because it accommodates every buyer demographic, mm. from a first-home buyer at the low end of the market for mm. 200,000 to families and developers over $2 million. And so I meet a lot of people um, at the start of their real estate journey when they buy their first home and can pretty much stay um, in touch with them along that whole mm. journey right up until them buying a family home and then downsizing again. So it, it accommodates everyone um, and it's affordable by comparison to say other suburbs mm. like Applecross where we are now, yeah. uh, where you're paying a little bit more for the, the desirability of the so suburb name. When you're in areas like that where there, I guess there's obviously certain sides of the road or certain pockets, when you're trying to highlight that why a property is going to be a more premium price, how do you do that? Do you know what I mean? Like Como as a suburb, you've got sort of different patches. Yeah. But how do you, I guess, when you're sitting with an owner, what's the most important thing in your marketing that you can actually highlight that to the, to the marketplace? Well, because we get a lot of um, cross-pollination between suburbs within the city of South mm -hmm. Perth, yep. that is, you might see trade-up buyers moving from Como into South mm -hmm. Perth or from Kensington into Como. Yep. Um, typically, there's a, already an understanding of the, the benefits, the lifestyle benefits of each of the parts of those yep. suburbs. So you don't have to do a lot necessarily to sell the lifestyle the benefits buyer, they of those know, suburbs. They, know they typically yeah, know. Yeah. But for those that might be coming from outside of the city of mm. South Perth, there can be up to perhaps a 20% disparity in value between mm. a house on the, what we call the non-river side of yeah. Canning Highway compared to the river side, which yeah. the residents have termed Como Beach. <laughs> so if you've ever, if you've ever <laughs> read one of my marketing <laughs> okay. descriptions for a property that's on the river side of Canning Highway, yeah. You'll, you'll hear a reference yeah. to Como Beach in the first line. Yeah, it's a bit like Kelmscott. Uh, you live in Clifton Hills. They go, where's Kelmscott? I live in Clifton Hills. And the price difference in that area just in particular is probably 350 for a four by two on one side. Let's say the, the hill Clifton side. Hills side. Other side, 220 to 240, you'll probably really? get one. Yeah. But again, if you don't know that, yeah. you go, this doesn't make sense. Yeah, and it doesn't make sense even if you do a lot of the time. <laughs> I think that a lot of people have talked themselves into this, we don't want to be on the non-river side and yeah, therefore yeah. they miss opportunities yeah. that are yeah. very good. Mm. The exception to that rule in the case of Como is mm. if you have daughters going to Penrose College, you'd mm. rather be on the non-river side so they don't have to cross yeah, yeah. Canning Highway. So it's the nuances about the suburbs that um, make it quite interesting. Yeah. You've got some bigger developments happening in South mm. Perth that, that, that right near the river there. Is that, um, are, are people moving from out of suburb to come into a development like that or is it still very much localised? Um, I haven't had a lot to do with a, a lot of those off-plan mm -hmm. apartment sales. I think initially when times were a little better, maybe 2014, mm -hmm. uh, there was a lot of um, foreign investment in those types of properties. Mm -hmm. um, now I think downsizers that love the location and love the lifestyle, don't want to leave mm -hmm. the suburb, mm. are probably looking to those apartments. But when I've sold apartments to people um, having sold their house for them, mm -hmm. I think you need to be really ready to make that 
apartment downsize mm. move mm. and a lot of people make it too early. Mm. I think it's sensible to move into say a townhouse that might yeah, be yeah. a little Maybe lower steps. maintenance than your house before mm. you get to your apartment. Mm. Mm. Uh, and it works out well for me Maybe because they often call me three years later and say we're not happy, can you come and sell? sound like a coffin. God's way to the undertaker. Maybe I should call James, around that thing around developments, obviously in a lot of areas, Netherlands and those type of areas, and even certainly through here, there's fair bit of controversy in relation to all the new zoning changes mm. and stuff. Um, what what are the zone, you know, how's that impacted through your marketplace and what sort of how the what's the sentiment through the you know the community and so forth? There has been a lot of opposition to it. Yeah. Um, By I, locals? Most of the time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, particularly those that I guess have become used to living in a certain way. Yeah. Um, you know, they have perhaps been in that house since the nineteen fifties and yeah. they're reversed to change. Um, so I can see both sides of the yeah. argument in many cases. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't want to be the developer that's first to market with a high-rise apartment development in an yeah. area of a suburb that has mm. not been subdivided before, mm. yeah. because I just don't think there's enough appetite yet for that sort yeah. of product, okay. you know, except for perhaps the peninsula down on Mill Point Road yeah. in South yeah. Perth, where there's existing mm. apartments already. And with the Canning Bridge development, um, what's happening? What, what's happening prices there? Is, are they being affected? People that might be brought there before it became known. Um, obviously the zoning's changed there, but surely people that brought there for a lifestyle home and then next door goes R80, um, R120, whatever it might be, it's, there must be a few ruffled feathers there. Yeah, I think if you rewind again back to about 2014 or thereabouts when they first started talking more seriously about the Canning Bridge mm. Activity Centre area, some of those quarter acre development sites that were mm -hmm. previously a duplex or a triplex yep. block that were worth a million to 1.1 mm. started selling for 1.7 to 1.8. Yeah. Um, fast forward to now and you can't give away the finished product at the end. So mm. the appetite from the developer to actually yep. do the development's almost gone. Mm. So, and a lot of the time, those that had already bought the development sites now aren't in a position to be able to develop them. Yeah. Yep. So it's, it's gone full circle pretty much. Yep. So that when it's obviously when it does cross over, Will that all pretty much go to apartments? Is that what it's looking like? Yes, and the, the local council, um, perhaps more so than WAPC, are suggesting that if you have a, a development site within the Canning Bridge Activity mm -hmm. Centre area, yeah. then you can't develop it to less than its potential. Wow. Yeah, wow. so in the past, if you had a triplex block, yeah. you could do a duplex if you preferred, or you could build a single residential home. But now if you've got the ability to build eight storeys, you, you can't to. do a triplex development anymore. That's wow. amazing. Really? Which is totally That's back to ridiculous. front. That's ridiculous. I know. Yeah. 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 Mate, that is incredible. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you're, you're effectively dictating to people what they have to do mm. with the asset that they own. So wow. it's goodbye to your shed. <laughs> yeah. And if, so if you're therefore having to price it in order to attract a developer to buy it, yeah. it's probably worth more as a single residential, as you were saying before, mm. family home yeah. on a big block than it is as a development site. Yeah. Mm. But the developers are saying, well, that's all it's worth. Yeah. Wow, wow. There you go. On that note, excellent. Great information. Thank you, James. My pleasure. Well, um, we're going to flick it over to Ross. James, this is the most important segment of the show, mate. This is getting under the hood. You like that? Under the, under the hood. Under the hood. I like that. Oh, I just renamed our Wait, segment. Well, I, wasn't okay, warned about, I wasn't warned about this. The segment's <laughs> literally called Six Questions. But so yeah, we we, we've another. got, you know, right. with, yeah, Ross. Around with, with Ross. With Ross. This okay. is your life? So, yeah. sort, of, sort of, James. So, important <laughs> question. So, the first one is we, we like to know that we all believe that 
know, the greatest learnings in life from our biggest stuff ups, our biggest mistakes. What's been your, your biggest stuff up that you've learned from? It doesn't have to be from work. Uh, yeah. How long have we got? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my biggest stuff up. Wow, okay. Um, where do I start? Um, probably not starting out in this industry when I did mm. in, say, 2006, working with an established agent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think if I had my time again, I, I would have partnered with somebody that mm -hmm. was already getting fantastic yep. results, mm. stuck with them a little longer. Um, I did that later. Mm. Um, and I just think that's where the best opportunities are mm. for people starting out in this business. And I probably would have brought a team member on sooner. Yeah, I hear that okay. a lot. You yeah. probably don't want to know about my life stuff up, so we'll keep that yeah, no, we no, do uh, actually, after the show. <laughs> yeah, that's off camera. This okay. is on it after 9 p.m., right? <laughs> <laughs> so, mate, um, we're real estate agents. We're busy. We take things. You know, we're always grabbing things. What's three things you wouldn't leave home without? <laughs> uh, this That's is a sound. very evil answer. I just yeah. pictured your profile video, Ross, going, we're real estate agents, we're busy. Yeah. Come on, let's go. <laughs> Chuck me a bone, babe. <laughs> um, this is probably going to add to the real estate cliche already, but probably my AirPods. Yeah. yeah. Because I hate the ones with the cords that always We're going to get Alana some. <laughs> she doesn't like them, but they're brilliant. Yeah, a lot of people. Other than the fun, the greatest invention. Fantastic. Yeah. Not very good for you, though, I believe. What, AirPods? With all the conspiracy theories that are going on in the world at the moment, apparently hasn't they're it, the worst. Hasn't, 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 hasn't affected me. I think it has. So far. <laughs> it has me too. I can't actually hear what you're saying. Um, so what did I say? AirPods. 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 We've got AirPods. Um, socks. Socks. Yep. <laughs> you haven't home without your socks. Today you did, yeah. And your pen. And your yep. pen. Okay. That was That's totally cliched, wasn't it? What do you no, that's good. No, and your phone. no one says pen. Yes, your phone, phone. but I thought that would have been yeah. standard. Okay. I like pen. You no like point in taking your AirPods if you yeah, don't have a nice pen. Throw it back to the you know, nice, 90s or something. Nice Mont Blanc or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, moving on. Right. Mate, what's your worst habit? Perfectionism. Okay, well, that, that oh, Come on, mate. It's not a job interview. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is seriously my worst trait. Um, yeah. When, when you're not at work doing deals, mate, where would we find you? What's the, what's the off hour, after hours? Uh, nowadays at home with my son. Um, yeah. He's almost two. Cool. Um, but if you had have asked me 19 months ago, then I would have said probably out for lunch or dinner somewhere. Okay, we'll get to that in a moment. Hold that thought. Okay. <laughs> um, most, what's, this, what's the most overused saying out there that irritates you that people say? You've got the gift of the gab, so you should get into real estate. Oh, oh yeah, so okay. yeah. Hate that. Yeah, yeah, okay. I was actually against St. James off air. Yeah. When people say I want to get into real estate because yeah. I like people, oh. I don't see many people. It's the loneliest job in the world. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? And, 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 and houses, I love real estate. And I, I love houses. And I love houses. I love houses. And yeah. I would literally be looking at a home, I reckon, maybe 30 minutes in a day. Yeah. yeah. And so. you're not going to love a lot of the houses that we sell. No. Yeah. No, no. yeah. And, mate, and also fake it till you make it. I hate that one too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Most important question. This is for the benefit of Shane yeah. and I, by the way. Most important question. Best place to go and eat in Perth. Best meal, best... Whatever. Well, I'll keep it local. If you were to go into the city of South Perth, let's say you were going to Como yep. um, and you had no idea where to go, mm. some of the best dim sum in Perth is at Imperial wow. Court where and on Melville Parade. Okay. Yep. Um, yeah. So, the pagoda. Yeah, just yeah. up from the, in between the Pagoda and Preston oh, Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't know Go that. and see Phyllis. Mention my name and you'll get the James Thompson discount. <laughs> <laughs> no, better still, just put it on your bill. <laughs> <laughs> just just on James Tad. Uh, I actually haven't got one. I just put it on Alan Burke's bill. Oh, so oh, mate, Berkey, chuck it on that, no mate, problem. Burke's still got his playlights running from school, I reckon. I, I, no so doubt. Mate, he put it up there. No doubt. I'm glad I'm not the only one that, uh, that thinks that. <laughs> and night out? Night Where out? Where would you go? Occasion? Where would oh, be? I don't really like going out anymore. For dinner? Uh, oh, for dinner? Yeah. Uh, Santini? Yeah. It's yeah. back open Cutler. again. 
Yeah, have the cutlet if oh, there's yeah. any left, provided you haven't been there <laughs> the night before, because then there would be none left. Um, Il Lido, you can't really beat. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Cool. And given that, obviously, we'd say a fair few cafes in the city of South Perth, best coffee in South Perth? Mm. Oh, tough. Oh, sorry, tough. I might offend a few people here. Um, can I say more than one? You can go. I'm trying to be diplomatic. Mate, what's that little French place on um, just down from the Windsor? It's called La Galette. That's fantastic. Yeah. Very good coffee in there. Atomic down there do great coffee I too. I think Atomic's got some of the best coffee in yeah. Perth. Yeah, consistently good. So good. Uh, there's a humble little cafe on Barker Avenue in Como called Bread Espresso. Mm. Uh, Nick, who's the owner of that, um, does fantastic food and coffee. Real community mm. little hub. Yes. But you can't really good go it anywhere. Good vibe, tips. Mate, what a vibe. I don't think you'd survive in South Perth or <laughs> City of South Perth if you couldn't make a decent coffee. Yeah. 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 And uh, I, I think I've probably just reinforced the, um, the stereotype of real estate agents that all we do is <laughs> eat and drink coffee, right? <laughs> With AirPods on. <laughs> With AirPods on. And no <laughs> socks. AirPods on and, and no socks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There exactly. you go. James yeah. didn't wear his socks today because he was in solidarity with Shane yeah, and yeah. Shane wore Galar socks. I did. He had well, the audacity yeah. to wear socks with cockatoos what on them just to prove he was I, wearing I, I socks. Like, I think they're good. Minus four yeah, degrees like out there. Yeah. It's, it's obviously cold. Shane's ankles are cold. Yeah. Very much so. It's good. All right, guys. There you go, Jess. That's it. It's done. Excellent. Great show. Thanks for having me. Thank yeah. you, James. Thanks for coming. Thank you very much. Pleasure. Thank you. Thanks again to the team at Norup and Wilson for this incredible location. The sun even came out. It's been raining for four days and the sun's yeah. out. So Beautiful. we're very, very lucky. Um, there are still apartments available here. So if you're interested, head to the Norup and Wilson website and you'll find all the information that you need. Um, any topics, news articles, things you want us to discuss, hit us up on our Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you. Any great results. I reckon mm. any great results out there in the marketplace, send them through. We'd love mm. to We'd talk love about to. those. It's funny you say that, Shane, because I'd like to put a call out there to all the auctioneers, you know, Tom Easy, Kim mm. Finlay, all the guys doing auctions, Ryan Thompson. Mm -hmm. Guys, get the information, get your results mm. to us. You know, send them through to Crib, send them through to me. I'd love to get the under the hammer as, as a, a fortnightly mm. sort of wrap on across the board auction results. That would be- And it's live too, yeah, which is good. Yeah, I'd, so guys, mm. if, if you're tuning in, Please, please, please think about it. Get your results into mm. me. Maybe or you can get me some names and I'll flick them an email. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, as I agents, think we've got great. to tell better stories in this market because there's already a perception about things being bad. COVID. But it's not always yeah. the case. No. Uh, no. I think how the market is depends on which agent you're talking to. So we've got to tell those yeah. stories. That's yeah. it. Listing numbers down 9% last month mm -hmm. and rentals were down 15%. So that can only mean prices are going Price up, Price pressure. Right? One thing I'll quickly say. <laughs> if you took a snapshot of the market right now, Take the negative equity out of it. Stamp duty be good, but take the negative equity out. It would be the hottest market in the country right now. Yeah. Yeah. Without question. On that note, that's a wrap. That's done. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I do too.